You are listening to the Passion Minded Mom Podcast for business-driven moms who want to talk about the stuff that matters. I'm your host, Kate Reuter, Certified Transformational Coach for Moms, and together we'll expose the truth behind balancing work while raising a family and have real conversations about what works well and what doesn't serve us. We'll discuss all things mindset, work-life balance, and wellness, plus taboo topics like money and guilty pleasures. For the nitty-gritty of entrepreneurial success as a mom, you have come to the right place. Hi, Mama. Welcome to another episode. Today, we are going to talk about planning. I'm getting this question from a lot of moms, especially as we are leading into the summer months when school is out and a lot of our schedules get changed up. So if you want some steps to deal with this, especially if you're running your business or working a nine to five or both, this episode is for you. My two daughters will be in a combination of different day camps and preschool options with a couple of vacations thrown in the mix. So every week is going to be different for us. And as a CEO and single mama myself, I will be relying heavily on this process to map out my time each week. I've also heard from a lot of moms this resistance to creating a schedule in the summer, as if it shouldn't be a time when we need to have a schedule. Things should be looser. I mean, I get it. But some of us have designed a future that demands that we show up and deliver some results. So this is where this process is going to be incredibly helpful. And if you're anything like me and you enjoy being able to work in time to take care of yourself and build your business and keep the kids engaged and you have those big ambitious goals, it is that much more important to have a plan in place. For me, having a plan and knowing exactly how I am investing my precious time ends up leading to a lot less stress. So then you don't end up feeling like you're at the mercy of everything else going on and you simply can't get to and accomplish what you want. Now, remember, creating a schedule isn't about putting a bunch of things on the calendar that you don't want to do. And this isn't about hustling yourself into the ground. What would be the point of that? This is about gaining control of how you use your time so that you can do the things that support your values, what you desire, and what is most important to you. Assuming that you've taken the time to get clear on those desires of yours, what you value and how you want to show up, what I will outline today are the simple steps for planning and using your time in a way that supports what you want. So let's dive in. Step one, the to-do list. This is going to be a massive to-do list. This means getting all of those to-do items onto one master list so we can get a good look at everything that we actually have on that list. 
So often, my clients come to me feeling overwhelmed because they feel there are too many things that they have to do. By getting everything out on one list, not only do they have to empty their entire brain out and they get to feel that relief, but this also helps us move to the next step of actually doing the math when we start taking these things and putting them into the calendar. Now, please note here, the first few times you do this, that initial download of everything in your brain is going to make for a long list. But over time, with these steps put into practice over and over, it becomes more of a system of maintenance, and that list will get shorter over time. Step two, prioritize the essentials. One of the best questions I ask myself here is, how should I be spending my time so that it is serving my highest contribution? Whether it is something for my kids or the house, my business or myself and my body, What is my greatest contribution of my time? When we know what we value the most, it is much easier to consider what we deem essential as we put these planning steps in place. If you are having trouble adopting this idea of what is essential, check out the book Essentialism that I'm going to link in the show notes because it is an incredible resource that will help you define this concept. Knowing what is essential and understanding the trade-offs of those important choices will give you more of a sense of flexibility in doing the things you really want because you have consciously decided that these are the things you really want. Okay, step three, schedule in non negotiables. Before you put anything else in, decide what activities are your non-negotiables, and we are going to schedule those in first. What tasks support you bringing your best self to everything that you do with your kids, your family, and your business? What things bring you joy and make you feel good after doing them. The goal here is that we make time first for activities that increase our energy and feel good chemicals like dopamine and serotonin, even if we have to do them before the kids are awake and getting started for their day or ready for their camp. You'll see this a lot in my Facebook and Instagram stories. I share aspects of my morning routine, for instance, like my morning walk or a meditation, which are the things, the non-negotiables, including sleep, for me that I need to schedule in first. So just to review so far, step one was the massive to-do list. Step two prioritize on that list the essentials, and then step three, begin scheduling in your non-negotiables. So step 
four, mama, is time blocking. Now that we've got our non-negotiables in there, it's time to start putting everything else in. This is going to take a few tries and practice and some flexibility depending on what you have planned for this summer with the kids. Each week might look a little different and that's okay. I recommend doing this process each week as you get up and running with it. It takes a few tries to figure out how much time is ideal for certain activities and what days are your favorite days for certain blocks of time, especially for new activities in our business or things that are unfamiliar like content creation or some types of business development or financial tasks. Personally, there are certain types of business activities that I prefer to do on Mondays and Fridays, whereas I leave the days in between for things like client work and coaching sessions. But either way, we have to start with those essentials that we decided in step two are the priority, whether they're business or personal, and get them in the calendar next using time blocking. Now listen, when things are new to us, like all of these new things on social media or creating a reel on Instagram or recording a new podcast episode for the first time, or maybe it's doing your own bookkeeping or writing an email to your list. In the beginning, tasks like these take a little bit more time because they're unfamiliar So there is going to be some experimenting and trial and error that goes with deciding how much time to block for certain tasks. But the idea that is most important is that we are planning in advance and that as we move forward with our week, we're adhering to what we committed to and learning and adjusting from there. Now, the other dynamic you want to consider is that some tasks require more of our focus, like going live on video to our audience or drafting an email to our list or having a sales call with a potential new client. It makes sense to prioritize activities like these when you can dedicate that focus free of distractions like while the kids are engaged or at camp or you have childcare, versus those other activities that require less focus, like follow-up networking or some of that prospecting online, paying bills, cooking dinner, folding laundry. These don't require as much focus, so keep that in mind when you're doing your time blocking. And remember... We are scheduling all of these essentials around those non-negotiables that we already scheduled. With time blocking, I also highly suggest color coding your calendar, if you can, to designate which types of activities you're spending time doing. If you're using a digital calendar like Google Calendar, color code it easily there. And paper planner users, just use a highlighter or a different colored pen. 
This really helps to see at a quick glance how much time you've dedicated to various activities like family time versus time for your own health versus business activities like marketing or financial or sales. And another important note, don't forget to include transition times like driving to and from destinations and of course other things like errands or even showering, doing the dishes or cleaning up the kitchen. Build that in. And don't worry, this will get easier to predict with practice. One more pro tip. For those of you who value health and wellness like I do, schedule in that white space and that downtime predictably, if you can, so that you're making it part of your regular routine. It will make it easier to become a habit for you. For instance, schedule it at the same time every day, like getting your shower, your morning routine in, or schedule it on certain days when you know this is what you want to prioritize, or you know that this is going to be a day that you want to exercise. And then, of course, honor that. Don't schedule over it. (laughs) Okay, number five, track your progress. Mama, if you have done steps one through four to completion, this is where some of the most important work in this process occurs. This is where we easily get to see what's actually getting in our way, and it will give us clarity to problem-solve much faster. During this last step, I usually see one of two things emerge with my clients. Either one, they don't honor what's on their calendar, and we see what other things end up taking their time away. They might have distractions that pop up, and it happens to all of us. We are human. Or two, we get to uncover what it is about these specific tasks or activities that aren't really serving us or working towards supporting our goals. We get to dig in and investigate what's happening during those time blocks that isn't working. Either way, we get to troubleshoot all of it. But in order to do effective problem solving here, we need to have this tracking data. As we start to problem solve, it becomes evident that sometimes the smallest shifts in our thinking in these moments can lead to big changes in our productivity and our results. All of these things that get in the way are totally normal because we are human. It doesn't mean anything has gone wrong. For anything on our calendar that is challenging, our brain prefers to pay attention to distractions or habitually scroll on social or check email instead or go grab a snack or look for anything else to do that feels more familiar or easier. These small default habit diversions can lead to big losses in our productivity, and they leave us feeling worse at the end of the day and certainly at the end of the week. So it is important to track this 
so that we can problem solve for them. All right, Mama, to summarize, today we went through five simple steps to plan your week. Step one was the to-do list. Step two, prioritize those essentials. Step three, schedule in the non-negotiables first. Step four, time blocking with everything else. And then step five, track your progress. Mama, as you start putting these steps in place, let me know where you're getting stuck. I want to know what's coming up for you or what's getting in the way. And if getting started feels really hard for you, head over and take the free quiz at www.mompressurequiz.com so we can see what is going on for you and where all this stress and pressure is getting in the way of you getting started. That is what I've got for you today, Mama. I will talk to you next time.